You ever wish that you could just rewind time and do certain things all over again differently using the knowledge that you have right now? Well, one thing's for sure, I definitely would not be lifting the same way that I used to lift. Unfortunately, I can't rewind time, but I can teach you all the things I wish I knew when I started lifting. This way, you can ensure that you won't make the same mistakes that I did because those mistakes literally slowed down my transformation by not weeks or months, but by years, guys. So let's start with mistake number one, not taking steroids. I'm just messing with you guys. The biggest mistake that I made was focusing too much on exercise and not enough on diet. I didn't start focusing on my diet until my fourth or fifth year of training. And then I didn't get really serious about my diet until like my sixth year of training. So it should come as no surprise to you that my sixth year was when I got the most results. Probably almost as much as I got in all the other years combined. Whether you're trying to bulk, cut, or maintain, it all starts with your diet. I used to think that if I exercised more often and I worked harder, I would build the body that I wanted. I would try upping my weight as often as I could and I would always be trying new ways to overload my muscles, but never really took the time to learn about nutrition. This led me to burning some fat, but I still looked like that typical lanky guy that could lift heavy weights but just didn't look the part. It wasn't until I started really focusing on my diet to the point where a lot of friends and family thought that it was an obsession that I started getting really good results, at least aesthetically speaking. When I started tracking my macros and my calories, that's when I started to actually get good results. That was when I started to build a whole bunch of muscle, that's when I got shredded. If you ever heard that you can't outrun a bad diet, well, that's true. The next thing that I would definitely do differently would be incorporate more leg days. I worked my upper body for two or three years before I ever even seriously started working on my lower body. Sure, I did some squats on the Smith machine and some leg presses here and there, but most of my workouts were totally upper body. When I finally started doing barbell squats, I was squatting 95 pounds when I could already bench 225 pounds on the bench press. And ever since then, it's been a long game of catching up. Most guys starting out think that the most important muscle groups are biceps and abs. If you have an arm specific day and you don't have a leg specific day, then I'm telling you right now, you're crazy. When you work your legs, you have the biggest testosterone and growth hormone release when compared with any other body part. This is going to help you not only build your leg muscles, but also all the other muscles in your body. On top of that, leg exercises are going to be the exercises that apply to any kind of functional activity that you do in real life, whether playing a sport, picking up a heavy box off the ground, or anything. So if you want to consider yourself fit, you better start working those legs. Another mistake that I made was taking pre-workouts to pump me up. The mistake I made with that was taking it daily. Since I worked out almost every day and I was looking to have the best possible workout every single time, it was a good idea to take a pre-workout before every one of my workouts, right? No, wrong. What happened was that the pre-workout completely lost its effectiveness because my body developed a tolerance to it. So I started trying different pre-workouts and each of them lost their effectiveness faster than the last. The biggest problem was that now, on the rare occasion that I didn't take a pre-workout, I felt like garbage at the gym. Like, I had no energy at all because my body was so accustomed to the pre-workout. Now I know that the best way to use a pre-workout is maybe once or twice a week. 
This way it doesn't lose its effectiveness and you can make sure that you only use it on the days that you're gonna really try to push yourself and lift really heavy. Speaking of lifting heavy, that's one thing that I would definitely not change. I highly recommend that you push yourself with the weight load that you choose and always up your weight after you're able to do an exercise for eight or more reps. The one thing that I do wish I did differently regarding this topic is I wish I had better form when trying to target certain muscle groups for growth. So if I was trying to work specifically my chest, I would still get caught up in lifting the heaviest weight that I possibly could and then I would wind up incorporating a lot more shoulders and triceps into the movement. So when you really want to isolate, concentrate more on form than on weight load. Even though, again, you should have at least a couple heavy lifting days a week because as a natural lifter, this is one of the best ways to build muscle. Another mistake I made when I first started out was spending tons and tons of money on supplements. I literally had a table with every vitamin, mineral, joint supplement, fish oil, herb, and everything else that you could possibly imagine. Why in the world was I taking a vitamin for a prostate support at 20 years old when I had no prostate problems? You don't need supplementation at all to make a dramatic transformation. Everything you get from the supplement industry, you can get that from real food. Instead of researching and reading about the supplements that can help you build more muscle, you should learn about the food that can help you build that muscle. Because that was another huge mistake that I made. Until like my fifth year of working out, I never really realized how valuable carbs are for building muscle. A huge portion of your muscle is glycogen and water. Carbs are called carbohydrates for a reason. In order to pump and stretch the muscles, carbs help the most. That's why bodybuilders will carb up right before they get on stage. Also, carbs spare your muscles from being broken down and keep you in an anabolic mode. They also help you lift more weight, which in turn will help you build more muscle. The bottom line is this, the results I got in relation to building muscle from increasing my protein intake paled in comparison to the results I got from upping my carb intake. Think about that. When trying to build muscle, don't be afraid of carbs. Another thing I really wish I never did was trying to target fat burn. Now I know there's no such thing as site-specific fat burning. There is no way to spot reduce, so all the crunches, side bends, and leg raises that I did to get abs, yes, it did help me build better abs, but those abs were being built under the fat. My abs looked the best after I finally did a cutting phase in which I followed a solid diet plan for six weeks with no cheating. Also, I started using weights for my ab exercises around then, which leads me to another wish. I wish I used the right equipment. All that selectorizer machinery that you see in the gym, you know, the machines you pull out the pin, select your weight, put the pin back in, and then you're just locked in a range of motion, that machine is garbage. All those machines are a complete waste of time. Repeat after me, barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, and cable cross machines, that is all you need. Seriously, the old school ways in which you have a free range of motion are the most effective. End of story. What else? Um, I wish I did more compound exercises like squats, deadlifts, bench press, and rows instead of isolating with exercises like bicep curls and tricep extensions because at this stage I realized that those exercises are not very functional or applicable to real life. I would still do those exercises if I were able to do it all over again, but my main focus would be on compound exercises. Honestly, a simple way that could save a lot of these problems from ever even happening would be by working with someone that already knew what they were doing. 
Now, even though I did make a lot of these mistakes, there were two things that I did very, very well that made up for these mistakes. Number one, and the most important, was my consistency. I've been working out for close to 14 years now, and I've never in that time missed a week. When you're consistent for 14 years, you can make a lot of mistakes and still end up very successful. And the second extremely important thing that I did was I always had my workout partner. We helped motivate and push each other, and without that, I'm not sure if I'd be able to do the number one thing that makes you successful, and that's consistency. That's it guys, I really hope this video has helped you guys out. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you click that thumbs up button, comment below, and subscribe to this channel to see more tips and tricks just like this one. Also, if you don't have a steady workout partner, visit gravitytransformation.com where we can set you up with your very own accountability coach to make sure that you're sticking to your plan. Pump it.